1: more details welcome to today's edition of the clay travis and buck sexton show podcast
2: welcome back into the clay travis and buck sexton show third hour going right now and there's still chaos in the airports across the country after that faa outage and as we all know if a flight from seattle to dallas gets delayed then that dallas to jfk leg in new york could also be delayed and it cascades and you find yourself standing in line with a hundred other people at the one starbucks that they seem to have in most airport terminals <laughs> it's i i look at this you know they'll, they'll have like uh you know they'll, they'll have a uh like a pf changs or they'll have uh some kind of a, like a Mexican restaurant or something that, you know, has like two or three people in line, but especially in the mornings, be a hundred people in line yes. at Starbucks. You'd think maybe they could expand the capacity, uh, a little bit there and all the airline frustrations that people end up dealing with. So it, it's a tough day on, on that front. I have two things actually. First off, before we get into more travel woes, I want to say a little word of congratulations. Well, actually, Clay. You did not even say any words of of praise or congratulations to me about my beloved Georgia Bulldogs winning the big game. I mean, I was, this was riveted. You were stunned that Georgia won by 58 points over TCU. I mean, I knew it was going to be at least 40 points. So I, (laughs) I, I, in my head, after the fact, certainly called that one. So congrats to all the Georgia Bulldogs fans out there. But no, on a more serious note, in Tennessee. You guys are now getting a the regional headquarters of In and Out Burger which I think is one of the single best fast food franchises in I'm not saying it is the best I'm saying it Chick-fil-A is one a of is the best. Yeah, yes. everyone Chick-fil-A is in a whole category by itself, but it is one of the best fast food franchises in the country. Big W here for Tennessee. How'd you how'd you guys pull it off? Well, uh, I think the governor deserves
3: some credit, but this is not only Tennessee. This is my hometown. They are investing, I think, $125 million. They're going to hire 275 people. For those of you listening to us on the West Coast or those of you who have experienced their burgers, In and Out. I also, am I correct in this? Oh, In and Out Burgers moving to where I live in Franklin, Tennessee, which for those of you out there listening nationwide, just south of Nashville. Uh, is franklin tennessee we're full don't move here it's the best place to live in america but we're full um but that's where i, I was impressed with it i have to say it's, it's, it's very pretty nice. nice um so uh so they're moving here but i believe that in an outburger, our staff correct me if i'm wrong on this privately owned still company the yes. family owns it and they were standing up to california when many cities in California were demanding that you show a COVID Vax card, this is crazy. People f- pretend that this didn't happen. But if you were, for instance, in San Francisco or LA, I believe, I know in LA because I was there and they asked me at least once, um, you had to show a COVID Vax card to be able to go to a restaurant. And they were even trying to mandate that in and out burger, fast food restaurant. And with request, a drive through. Yeah, yes to show that you had a COVID shot card, and they got crosswise with the state of California and some of the authorities out there over whether this made any sense at all. And it sounds crazy to ever even bring up, but people now try to pretend that this didn't happen, but there were in New York City, in L.A., in many different cities where you guys are listening to us right now, you were asked to show your vax card in order to buy a hamburger, which is <laughs> crazy. And By the way, level, it's true. Insane
2: in an in and out burger clash. This is back in twenty twenty one in Out Burger clash with the with San Francisco over the vaccine mandate saying we refuse to be the vaccine police. They would not check vaccine cards before allowing customers to dine indoors the city of san francisco shut down their only location so i just i want to be clear for everybody out there okay you have we talk about this stuff all the time in and out burger which and i will say independently is delicious like for yeah i it, agree for they me, have fantastic hamburger. the two best burger chains in america are in and out burger i'm um, you know for fast food in and out burger and uh shake shack a lot of you are saying what a burger you may have seen Clay and I and Carrie and Laura. We hit up Whataburger at like and 11 the o'clock at night.
3: I Waterbur- see Whataburger. In Black My tie. wife wanted to go there at like 11 o'clock at night, right at, in Black Tie, right after the, the Governor DeSantis' inaugural, uh, uh, ball. So, we're something, not, we're not something about,
2: that, yeah, something about, uh, uh, eating, I- eating Whataburger, fries and chocolate shake wearing Black Tie at 11 o'clock at night. It just tastes so delicious. I will tell you. It was like very, it was, Tastes so good when it hits your lips. It was delicious. But uh but nice so Clay
3: there.
2: Some of our the Gen X folks certainly caught that one. Yes. Um some of our some of our our discussions here revolve around businesses that should be rewarded for being sane. No doubt. And I would add to that list now, I mean, In and Out Burger, there was a moment where they were being wooed to go to Florida to move their their head, you know, their main operations to Florida. They're very specific uh about supply chain and and how they provide for the various restaurants so they they really use high quality ingredients and the fact that i didn't even know that they had been i knew that they were moving to tennessee because business friendly and you know this is what's happening in places you know uh, across america they're moving to a business friendly climate that is sane and not run by commies but i didn't realize they had stood up against the vaccine mandate so i I think uh you know it's a nice win for the state of tennessee
3: And I think it's important for all of you out there to remember and not let yourself get convinced that none of these things ever happened. It was hard. And there was, there were consequences. If you stood up, if you ran a company and you were willing to stand up against any of these draconian lockdown, shutdown requirements that were all over major cities and States in this country, there were real consequences. And it was way easier to just shut your mouth and and accede to the authoritarian demands than it was to do what In and Out did, and I'm not surprised as a result that they decided to locate on the East Coast in a free state like Tennessee or Texas or Florida. It doesn't surprise me at all when people are moving to
2: these states because I mean the companies, matters. the company's chief legal and business officer said this. Uh, I, I thought this was well, this was this was pretty awesome. That uh, he believes, quote, in the highest form of customer service, we fiercely disagree with any government dictate that forces a private company to discriminate against customers who choose to patronize their business. This is clear governmental overreach, intrusive, improper, and defensive. Folks, if you got an In-N-Out burger, this should be your go-to from here on. Put your money where your mind is where your heart is take action based upon companies that share your values because i gotta say that's that's awesome that was I mean, strong they were-
3: back in 21 buck i remember i remember the in and out and so when i saw the first for me the first thing i thought was well this is great i'm glad that you know my community is getting this company but more importantly from my mind, I was like, I'm glad that this company stood up for its values, and I'm not surprised that they're moving their East Coast headquarters to a red state location. Um, as many people have done, you know this, Texas exploding, Florida exploding, Tennessee exploding. This is not anecdotal. The data reflects that three of the yeah. states that have added the most population, Texas, Tennessee, and Florida.
2: It's going to take three to five years. But there's going to have to be a reckoning in New York and California over what's going on here. It's going to take some time still. Because, because
3: high-income people are bailing on those states. That's and right. And there
2: is a significant consequence to their budgets. They're, they're going to have to take notice of this. Um, and they just, a lot of it is stubbornness. The people that run those states, the Democrat machines that are in charge, don't want to admit what's going on. It's happening. And it's happening now at a pace that they won't be able to ignore. Um, speaking of pace... I got to ask you this one too, Clay. Cause were you ever, you know, you lived in DC. I was, I was a DC guy, but I had to go between DC and New York, uh, to see family when I was living there. So I was, a, I would ride Amtrak pretty regularly. I had a car, yeah. but I would, so you spent some time on Amtrak. This is one of those things where I, I, I see this cause I was on a, I was on a Metro North train that actually hit a car. Um, oh, no. I remember that. Yeah. And almost derailed. You know, things happen on trains. Trains are pretty safe, but things happen on trains. I've been on trains where they just say, there's a tree that's blocking the you know and they come over and they're usually it's super loud but you can't hear what they're saying even though it's super loud and there's a there's a tree that's blocking the pathway or something and you're like am I gonna be here how many hours can I be here well we got an a, an estimate for how long this can go Monday night an Amtrak train left DC on its way to Florida probably with people who are moving because it was a train it was a car train so people with their cars. I bet oh, it's wow. some people who are moving to Florida, yeah. right? It was the auto train where people. I didn't even know that existed. Them. Yeah, I, I actually I'd heard of it once or twice before, but they they were on Monday night, and this was amazing. They were stuck on this train in between stations, an Amtrak tw- train, for over thirty hours. Oh my like. god! Over thirty hours, people were calling the police. In South Carolina from the woods, they were like out in a rural area calling the police. There's, there's video of this <laughs> calling the police saying Amtrak has kidnapped us. They say it's illegal for us to get off the train. And so they came over the PA and said, please stop calling the police and saying we have kidnapped you. You know, we're trying to get the train moving again. I, I you know, I think there's got to be a rule here. Like, you know, if, if, if this is what I want to ask you. If you go more than 12 hours and they said, by the way, they ran out of food. Oh, there of was course. nowhere to let, there was nowhere for dogs to go to the bathroom. People had pets with them on the train. It was a nightmare. At what point do you just hit the emergency exit and you're like, I'm walking through the South Carolina woods. They're lovely this time of year.
3: I mean, first of all, you can pull up on your phone to know how far it is to like a road or whatever else. I- I know people have been stuck on planes. You can't get off a plane because you are on an active runway. I understand that. Although anybody who's ever had to sit on a runway for a long time knows you start how claustrophobic to lose your and infuriating that can be. But I understand why you can't get off there. I would. There is no way I would have stayed on that train thirty hours. I, I would have just said,
2: you know, I would arrest left. me. I would have said arrest me. I, I would I would be hitting I mean, the emergency than, yeah, exit. What
3: are they going to do if you get off the train? The train is stopped. It is in a, like, there's tracks. You can walk alongside the tracks. I would have, especially if I had kids, I'm super impatient. I would have said, first of all, I probably wouldn't have been on the train in yeah. the first place. Let's start here. Uh, like, I'm, I'm impatient enough that I'm not going to sit on a train all the way from, you know. It was BC a 19-hour,
2: supposed to be a 19-hour yeah. train ride.
3: That's a big train That's too far of a train ride for me. All right. So start. So, but if I had been on there after like seven or eight hours, now the, the balancing act there is you never want to wait eight hours and then it starts in the ninth hour, right? Because then you've waited eight ninths of the time. So you keep convincing yourself, surely it can't be that much longer, but I would. There's no way I would have stayed on that so, train thirty hours. It's
2: interesting you brought up planes because they changed the rules. The they they had to because of the, the situation. Because they had these things where people were having. And I look. I understand. I, by the way, I no judgment here. I would be one of those people on a hot plane on the tarmac where they ran. You know where they, where they were just giving out bottles of water. They were there for like six hours, and people were having nervous breakdowns and freaking yeah. out because. They're just waiting on the tarmac for six hours. So now they have to touch back. I think it's at three hours. They have to give right. you the opportunity to get off. they got to have a similar rule for 30 for trains. hours. It's got to be like, if we can't get you moving within two or three hours, you want to get off, we're going to let everybody have the chance to get off. This was crazy. People were calling yeah. the police saying they were kidnapped. Yeah, and I wonder, Buck, how
3: far it was to get to Somewhere where you could get a taxi or an Uber or, you know, the South Carolina woods are not exactly where you want to get dropped off. I mean, you don't want to get eaten by an alligator trying to cross a bridge there. But I, I mean, I would have, well, I mean, imagine everybody on that train lost
2: their minds. I don't see how they wouldn't when you were locked ha- in for that long. Have you ever dreamed have you ever dreamed of hitting the emergency exit on a plane that was on the tarmac and jumping on that slide and running to freedom? I've I dreamed have. of it.
3: Do you remember when that guy, like the was it like a jet te- Blue an Air airline guy? Attended. Like he did it with a beer, right? He was yep. like, I'm out of here. And I don't know what ended up happening to him, but I remember that
2: story. He got fired.
3: And, yeah, well <laughs> But oh, yeah. of all the ways you could go out getting to take the emergency exit slide while holding a beer probably the peak of i'm out of here moves uh by anybody in airplane history uh but i gotta tell you we're talking about getting stuck on an uh, on a train for 30 hours can you imagine getting stuck like many of us were without the ability to go out and get as much food as you want you know you buy car insurance you buy health insurance you buy insurance for your home how many of you out there have food insurance that's what both Buck and I have done, and it's certainly what I have done with my family because as I'm speaking to you right now, we have My Patriot Supply in our home. Uh Look, you can get hooked up right now with an emergency food kit thanks to My Patriot Supply. Three months of food for a single person. Also, you can get enough to feed a family of four for more than three weeks. My Patriot Supply, three-month emergency food kit, $200 off right now. Not kidding. We have this in our family pantry right now. My wife was so excited when these came to the house because she'd been hearing these advertisements. She said, We've got to get this. Wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, snacks. It's insurance for your family, food security and safety. It will last years. You should go check it out right now. Prepare with clayandbuck.com. $200 off. Prepare with Clay Save $200 per three month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Prepare with clayandbuck.com.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
4: Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here.
1: more details.
3: Welcome back in Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I would love to hear Buck from some of the people that were stuck on that Amtrak train for 30 hours. In particular if you had kids I'm just thinking about what a hellscape it is. You know, are we there yet when you are driving and you don't, uh, at least you have some sense of when you might be somewhere. I, You are wildly frustrated if you are stuck for that length of time no matter who you are. If you have kids and this announcement comes on, I, I really think you probably lost years of your life. Here's the Amtrak. If, you, if you're just getting your car, we were discussing uh, 30 hours-ish of being stranded on an Amtrak train in South Carolina woods. This is what they were saying on the PA system.
0: Once again, for those of you that are calling the police, we are not holding you of bitch. We are giving you all the information in which we have. We are sorry about the inconvenience. As soon as more information is available, we will let you know shortly. Thank
2: you. For those of you calling the police, we are not holding you hostage. I, I, have, pretty-
3: to dis- I have to <laughs> disagree here, too. If you are in a place and you are not allowed to leave, you are being held hostage. I'm sorry, like, if you are in a, a, a train and they will not allow you to leave the train for 30 hours, you are being held hostage. I don't think they could keep me from leaving the train, Buck. What? What is the Amtrak, like, ticket taker going to put you in a, like, chokehold? I mean, how do they keep you also, from what? Also, what if off?
2: everyone on the train, I mean, this is where you need to sort of go, uh, you know, Lay miserab and take to the streets in in on mass like revolution. What if here. you all leave?
3: Yeah. Yes. Now walking along the side of a track in a South Carolina swamp. At least it wasn't you know July when it's ninety eight degrees with one hundred and forty percent humidity. But this is kind of a personal hellscape. I, I can't stop thinking about how awful this would be. There Most of
2: us wouldn't leave our credit card or ID line around, right? Well, that same logic applies to your online identity. You put your credit card information on these websites, you log into doctor's office portals, you register your kids. Your information's out there, folks. It's online. And the bad guys get access to it. They hack into stuff. They post it on the dark web. So what do you do to protect yourself? You need LifeLock. When it comes to online identity theft protection, LifeLock is head and shoulders above any other company. LifeLock alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like loans taken out in your name, for instance. If you become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated LifeLock restoration specialist will help you work to fix the mess. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you need LifeLock. Join now, save up a 25% off your first year when you go to LifeLock.com. Use promo code Buck, that's LifeLock.com, promo code Buck, or call one 800 Lifelock question some people are asking after this Amtrak auto train was stopped in South Carolina in in, in the woods between stations and there were 563 passengers on board and some were <laughs> calling 911 saying that they were being held hostage. By the way, I think I would have been one of those people. I also think I probably would have kicked out a window or hit an emergency exit because at some point you just freak out. At some point you can't handle it. They ran out of food on the the train, obviously, uh, plus Amtrak food. Let's be honest. It's worse than airplane food. Oh, no doubt.
3: But, But am I crazy? Can't you walk from one Amtrak train to another oftentimes with open air sometimes between them? Like, one uh, compartment to another? Am I crazy on this? Like, I would think it would be easy to get off the train, is what I'm
2: saying. Like, that there no, are. No, no. They, they re- completely refused, locked everybody in, said you can't go, calling the police, police saying we can't help you. I just want to know, I mean, can they keep you there for 72 hours without like, food? Like, what's the limit? Can Can they keep you for a week without food? I mean, what, do people have to start passing out and or having, you know, cardiac incidents before they let them off this train? We got Steve in Pennsylvania's got some thoughts on this one. What's up, Steve?
4: Yeah. Clan Buck, Shields High.
2: Shields High, sir. What's going on?
4: Well, not to
2: be devil's advocate, but I got to say something because I
3: went through something similar. You can't just let people off the train and have them wandering all over the
2: place What happens if you run over one of them when a train starts back up? Can you imagine the liability? I mean, I'm just going
3: to say, let me just say something. If you get hit by a train as a pedestrian, I think it's mostly likely going to be your fault. Like, the train is, I'm just going to toss this out there. The train is fairly noticeable, right? Now, uh, maybe if you're, uh, you know, in general, in general, the train does not sneak up on people. You know, right? Like, I don't remember there's very many times where in my life where I've been like, hey, you know, I was just walking around and I almost got hit by a train. Like, you kind of have to put yourself in a position to get hit by a train. So, if you walk off of the train and then you get hit by the train, I think most people on a jury would say it's kind of hard to have sympathy for you if you get hit by a train.
2: Also, look. I mean, what, what what Steve is bringing up here is true at some level, which is that I'm sure the regulations say there's some danger involved, which is oh, why they won't let you off. the regulations, you off, right? The regulations are insane. Is our is our point? And, also, um, and the liability issue is insane. Hours of stoppage yeah. time. Can't they? Can't they also just shut down that portion of track in both directions? To allow an exit from the train for everybody, I mean, you you would think this wouldn't be that hard to coordinate if they were really so worried. Also, how many trains are really going by at any point in time, right? Like, give it a thirty minute you know window where people can deep de- g train and get off this thing, because it, it really, I mean, right now it seems that clearly if you're held for over twenty nine hours is the official the official uh, estimate here, if you're held for almost thirty hours on a train. There is clearly no upper limit as a matter of regulation established in which they can keep you contained on this thing that... I mean, a lot of trains, you can't even open windows. Yep. They ran out I, of food. I'm just thinking, Buck,
3: this is another marital, marital advice. If you had stayed on the train for 29 hours and 45 minutes, and you are the husband, and you have finally won the, <laughs> won the argument... Let's get off the train. We're never moving. And you get you and your wife and maybe your kids off the train. And then 15 minutes later, the train starts as you are standing on the side of the road. I actually think the husband might need to throw himself in front of the train rather than have to deal for the rest of the life, uh, his life with hearing from his wife. I told you the train was going to start. Right? Because the worst thing that you could make the choice... Is you wait like 29 hours and 45 minutes and you finally say, this is the breaking point. You get off and then the train starts and you're left in the South Carolina wilderness.
2: I mean, are, are you, are you familiar with the uh, Roosevelt Island tram in New York City? Do you, do you know that about this thing? So it's, it's a cable car. Kind of, right? It's like an elevated cable car. Is this in
3: Spider-Man? I think I might yes, have seen it in a movie. that's
2: exactly right. Yes. It's, it's the thing in Spider-Man. And yeah. He has to say the people, that's exactly right. It's a real thing. I used to take it on a regular basis because there are some sports fields and things on Roosevelt Island that I would go to when I lived in New York City. Back in uh 2006, there were, for hours, dozens of people trapped in that tram and they had no good way to get them out. I mean, for yeah. hours at a time, they were stuck in that tram. And I, I remember thinking about that. And every time I got on after that, I was thinking about it. Because in closed space, rising anxiety, no escape, people freak out. At
3: least on that tram, you can see your way out. Like, you can see the outer world. Yes, I but Clay, been... you're, you're elevated oh, over. It, if it. the
2: tram falls, everyone's going to
3: die but my fear has always been being stuck in an elevator in like a packed elevator you know every now and then people get stuck in an elevator for like 10 hours and have you ever stepped into a crowded elevator i i would lose my mind i think trapped inside of a elevator cuz you can't one get out the, you can't see anything
2: one of the short stories of Sexton family lore is my little brother uh was playing sports And he got hit pretty hard in the face and had to get stitches. And he went home. He had like a, you know, kind of like a the bloody bandages and stuff on his face. Went home before he was going to the hospital with my parents. He wanted, I think, he wanted to change his clothing because he was blood soaked. And on his way to the hospital to stop, which is two blocks away from where we used to live in New York City, the elevator got stuck between floors. For how long? And then. I, I think it was like 15 minutes, maybe wasn't okay. that long, but he decided, and this is not advised, by the way. They did the slide oh, through climb out, wa- yeah. climb out while it's between floors, which everybody will tell you is super dangerous because it's of that like elevator how you get chopped in half. That's how you get. That's how you get chopped. So my brother made it. He's obviously okay because how old he was? Uh, high school. So he was back in high school. But I remember my parents told me that one and he decided he was going to go for it. And man, elevators, the stuff on elevators is that I think there are almost no, there's like two instances. They're very of, safe. They're very, very, they have brakes on them. There's like one or two instances where people, if you stay in the elevator, you're pretty much going to be okay. Like you're going to be good, right? Like 99.999 times out of, out of 100, you're going to be good. So you want to. The moment you, like, decide you're going to climb out like Keanu Reeves in the movie Speed and get near the cables. Die hard. Yeah. Bad things could happen. So, see, a a lot of you, look, one thing, you know, claustrophobe. I think everybody is a little claustrophobic. It's just a question of degrees, right? Some people, it's, it's a very extreme fear. But in the wrong circumstances, like, I'll tell you that, do you feel this way? If I see too many people in an elevator and I have the choice, I'm not in a rush, I will always wait just because in my head i'm thinking to myself if this thing gets stuck i don't want there to be i don't want it to be like sardines in a can i want some air
3: oh i i, I yes i mean i sometimes i i regularly i've never i'm i'm jinxing myself i've never been stuck in an elevator but when i was a freshman in college we had one of the least reliable elevators i've ever seen george washington university and it was a tiny little sardine can of an elevator. And it would regularly, like, have all sorts of issues. And ever since then, I have been terrified. You, you, you know, Buck, you lived in New York City. Some of those elevators are ancient, right? Like, they have been in existence for a long time. And I understand the safety aspects of it every now and then. But the fear of just being locked in there forever... But I want every married man to think about that that scenario where I just gave you. You've been arguing for hours. Hey, we got to go. We got to go. 29 hours and 45 minutes, your wife finally says, you know what? You're right. She's been taking the other side. You get off, and 15 minutes later, the train starts. I think every married man on the planet would be thinking, I really want to throw myself in front of this train right now because I'm never going to hear the end of this. And then once the train's gone and you're stuck in the swamp in South Carolina, Can you imagine that walk where your wife's like, I told you we should have stayed on the train? How many times do you think that gets told to you as you're struggling along in the South Carolina swamp? Better hope you have good cell service too (laughs) so you can actually find your way out of there. Well, do they have the ability to charge anything? That's the other question I had. When you're stuck, this is my fear on the airplane. People sometimes, I'll go on the airplane with like six newspapers, three books in my carry-on because my worst fear is, is getting stuck on an airplane and not at least having something to read.
2: I have my like backpack laptop bag that I go on every plane. Everything with, I treat that thing like a go bag. Clay, I've got I've got additional spare batteries for my phone in there. I've got enough granola bars, gluten free of course, to last me like two weeks. I mean, I I don't leave home without it. I got some beef jerky in there. I you know you you name it. I, I try to make it as much a survival pack as I can, and that's for getting on a Delta flight, you know, from New York.
3: I I used to take those cross-country flights, kind of, because I'm in Nashville. So it's not full cross-country, but to L.A. on Southwest. And Southwest doesn't have, you know, like televisions in the seats or anything else. So it's like a four-hour flight. And every now and then you have somebody sit down next to you, and they have nothing. And I always think to myself, like, you're on a flight for four hours, and you just sit down, and you have,
2: like, these people, I legitimately wonder what they're thinking. What is the what is your go to airplane drink and your go to airplane snack? Cranberry juice. I
3: don't know why I always get cranberry juice, but I always get cranberry juice on an airplane. And uh and the snack that I would go with, I love Chex Mix. Like a big bag of Chex Mix that you can get or that you know they'll come around with the little snacks. I'm all in on cranberry juice and Chex Mix. I don't know why, because I don't really eat either of those things anywhere else. But you get me on an airplane, I could
2: survive on cranberry juice and Chex Mix. What about you? You know, there's some science to why tomato juice is so good on planes because the altitude actually affects the taste of the tomato juice. I know that sounds completely insane, and maybe this is something I saw on you know, TikTok that isn't true, which is really ticking me off these days because there's a lot of really cool things that you find out someone just made up and put on there. But I think that's true about... Uh, about uh, uh, tomato juice, which I I do like on planes. I'm a seltzer guy, and I I will say though, I love either roasted peanuts or pistachios. Gets it done. They every can't time. have
3: those anymore.
2: Oh, because of the they've
3: eliminated all peanuts because uh, of peanut right? allergies. You can't like well, you used pistachios. To you the the can
2: do. You can do. They give out pistachios. They don't still, kill for people. Sure. No, I don't think I don't think pistachios are considered. Uh, the same in the nut allergy. I don't know. We got parents listening who will know this who have kids with nut allergies, but I think pistachios are usually okay. They've eliminated.
3: They I used to like the honey nut uh, nuts. <laughs> got to be careful. Uh, and uh, and they did away with that entire thing. You can't get them anymore. Uh, but you know, you can always get memories preserved forever. For instance, if you were stuck on an Amtrak train for 30 hours, maybe you want to preserve good moments in your life so that your marriage exists When you get off after 29 hours and 45 minutes and then the train starts and your wife says, I told you this was going to happen. We should have never left the train. Think about the happy moments in your life. Like every moment you were not on that train. Now that we're through the holidays, you may be thinking, hey, those old VHS tapes, those old uh, slides, all of these old family memories that you want to preserve forever, you want to make sure that these family memories last forever. I was talking about this with my own family recently. Takes time. But I've got the hookup right now for all of you, and it's a legacy box. They're a U.S.-based company right here in my home state of Tennessee. 200 technicians down in Chattanooga, Tennessee. They'll do all the work for you at a great price. They can digitally transfer your family's precious memories in about three weeks' time, both Buck and myself have used Legacy Box to transfer our own pictures and videos. They do a great job, final products, set of digital files you can easily access, watch anytime you want. Get yourself set up with Legacy Box and let them help you. Here's the website, legacybox.com slash clay. This will get you a great discount off their regular prices and get you set up quickly. Legacybox.com slash clay.
1: Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Voices of sanity in an insane world.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer
4: Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up. And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com.
0: Savings based on cost of Consumer cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024.
3: Welcome back in. Closing up shop Wednesday edition. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Uh, two things. One, the Biden administration has officially extended the COVID emergency for another 90 days. Uh, I think we have a cut of Dr. Ashish Jha, who is one of the idiots still advising Joe Biden on COVID being questioned about this. Let me play it for you
0: today. The Biden administration renewed the COVID-19 public health emergency. Why is that necessary? Joining us now is White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator, Dr. Ashish Jha. So is this because that new variant, the XBB subvariant, is so transmissible?
2: You know, this was a determination made by the uh, HHS Secretary, Secretary Becerra. And the reason is that there's still a lot of COVID out there. And the public health emergency in his determination, uh, gives us tools to fight this. XBB15 is one of the variants. Uh, but the Secretary made a decision that the tools of the public health emergency are still necessary to continue to fight this virus. It, he uh, means the power, by the way. Yes. To make you do stuff. He doesn't, when they say tools, just it's their ability to order you around. That's what this is really about.
3: All right, so that sucks, and that's still going on, and the positive we shared with you earlier is at least the COVID shot mandate is no longer in effect for the Department of Defense, and hopefully a lot of colleges, universities, and employers will follow that lead. I wanted to finish with an actual funny joke. They were honoring Eddie Murphy last night uh, at the Golden Globes. My wife had this on. I came in. I heard it. I think you'll enjoy it. You have to wait for it for a moment. But here is Eddie Murphy's life advice. Buck, you haven't heard this yet. Listen.
4: There is a a definitive blueprint that you can follow to achieve success, prosperity, longevity, and peace of mind. It's a blueprint. And I followed it my whole career. It's very simple. There's three things you just do these three things pay your taxes. Mind your business, and keep Will Smith's wife's name. Out.
3: Pretty good. Out of nowhere, Eddie Murphy still got it. Buck when he came up on the stage, they played the theme music to Beverly Hills Cop. Still, really one of the most underrated movies of the eighties. I think
2: underrated. It was one of the top ten highest box office performers. It was. uh, It was a phenomenal success at the time. And for any of you, uh, both Eddie Murphy and Beverly Hills Cop fans out there, it was originally not a comedy, and it was going to be starring Sylvester Stallone. It was not supposed to be anything like what it was, and then Eddie Murphy took it over. One of the best comedic performances in a movie, I would argue, of all time.
3: Have you seen the Coming to America 2 movie yet? that they had on Netflix, I think, or Amazon,
2: whatever it was. I I didn't even know that was a thing until now. Yes,
3: they made a sequel. I was talking with Laura about this last night after the Golden Globe. I've heard it's pretty good. I haven't seen it either. I'm going to watch it. I'll give you a review soon.
2: I think I put... Did you put up a poll or did I put up a... You put up the poll, right, where they said uh, of the best Eddie Murphy movies, it was Coming Coming to 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 America. America actually beat out trading places, which I still think is blasphemy. But I think know, Coming to America
3: is the best Eddie Murphy movie. Right Dead up there with the Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop. Cop. I think they're the two best.
2: This is what happens. Your Gen X, you know, things get a
1: little fuzzy. <laughs> Your judgment gets cloudy. It happens, folks. Uh, aging is painful.
2: That's T, the number two, T.org.
0: An official message from Medicare.
4: A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash help. Paid
0: for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.